0: Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Genesis chapter 11. It is an honor to be preaching to you tonight. Amen. I want to publicly, um, give honor to Pastor Mark Mielek and um, I mention him not often but, but somewhat frequent because I so appreciate his consistency I appreciate his walk with God I appreciate his belief in young men, young preachers, one of those being myself and he has always been a voice of encouragement and stability to me and I want to say that I honor Pastor Mark Mielek tonight. Do you appreciate the Mielek family, amen, and these wonderful people of God? I love you very much and I appreciate you Pastor Mielek. Genesis chapter 11, I I do. I believe I have a word from God tonight. I do believe that the Lord has given me something specific for this service. I've heard from God. Amen. I've heard from God. And I come to you tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come with the anointing of the Lord. I believe on my life tonight for this service because of my submission to my pastor and my submission to God. You know, expectation is a powerful thing. Expectation is a very powerful thing. I don't know about you, but I've had situations where I have expected a certain outcome. And a lot of times that was the outcome that happened. That was exactly what happened. Sometimes my expectations were exceeded or... or, you know, it was not what I supposed it to be, but a lot of times what I expect things to be is what they are. And expectation is a powerful thing in this building tonight because expectation can, can, can do something to a service. When we expect that God is going to move in a mighty and powerful way, a lot of times that's what happens. When you expect that God is going to that God is going to pour out his spirit on you again and you're gonna, you're gonna be delivered of the thoughts in your mind, most of the time that's what happens because that's not only called expectation, it's called faith. Amen. And so when your expectation is high amen, when your expectation is God is going to move in this building, guess what? Guess what happens? God can move, amen, in a place where people are expectant, where people are hungry, where people are looking for, I don't know about you, but I have come tonight to this building expecting the Lord to do something. I realize this crowd is small in number tonight. We've designed it that way, but I, have, I am expecting tonight there to be a powerful move of the Holy Ghost. Come on, what do you expect tonight? What are you expecting out of this service tonight? What is it that you've come expecting tonight? I want you to lift your hands right now and say, Lord, uh, oh God, I want my expectation to be high tonight. Oh God, I lift my expectation right now. Come on, I want you to pray that. I lift my expectation right now. Lord, you can do anything. Oh, but God, you are limited to what we believe you for. And I pray tonight you would lift our expectation. Lift, oh God, what we believe can and will happen in this building tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Of Jesus, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, oh hallelujah, I feel the Lord. Genesis 11 and 1, and the whole earth was of one language, everybody say one language, and of one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found the plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. They said one to another, Go and let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and slime, had they for mortar. And, this, and they said, Go, let us build us a city and a tower whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name. Let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built, and the Lord said, behold the people is one and they have all one language. Isn't that an amazing feat to have that many people doing the exact same thing? They have the exact same goal the exact same vision. my goodness that's a that's an amazing feat because anytime you get a bunch of people around there's going to be some opinions that are a little different than others. <laughs> it's too hot in here. I don't know what you're talking about I've been freezing this whole service <laughs> does anybody does anybody... I don't know about I don't know about y'all, but does anybody ever have the hot cold war with your spouse? Oh Jesus. Lauren, why you got your hand so high? Stop it. Every other time every other point in our lives, Lauren is cold, but not when she's pregnant. When Lauren is pregnant, she is a literal oven. <laughs> a couple different ways. I can't hardly hold her hand, Brother Brown, because every time I go to hold her hand, it's so hot that I don't want to touch her hand because her 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 fingers are, are so hot. Like I can't hold your hand right now. Get off me. Yeah, and everything right now for for Lauren is too too uh, too hot, and I'm the I'm the freezing one. I never thought, Pastor Mielek, I'd be the cold one, but I'm the cold one. Lauren's. Got the windows open everywhere. Like, Lauren, it's 40 degrees. Like it's hot in here. What are you talking about? <laughs> they were. <laughs> let me get let me get back to let me get back to this tower here. Let's, let's get back to these people. They were all of one language. They were, they, they all wanted it to be 70 degrees. Amen. And this they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them, which they have imagined to do. What an amazing thing for, for God to say. Verse seven, go let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad. <laughs> just sounds so cruel. <laughs> we got a good thing going here, God. We're, we're, we're of one language. We're of one speech. We, we, we've got the temperature battle. We've got that settled. It's all good. We're all headed the same direction. But the Lord scattered them abroad from fence upon all the face of the earth and they left off to build the city Therefore is the name of it called Babel. Everybody say Babel. Because the Lord did there confound their language of all the earth. And from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of the earth. I'm going to continue. I'm going to continue what I preached last Saturday night. Just kind of do a part two here. and I'm going to preach on God's plan for you. God's plan. For you, amen, amen, God bless you. you can be seated in the presence of God. Amen you know i um I don't know if y'all have seen it or not. I don't know if y'all have been out much, but uh, in case you didn't know, one of the best restaurants ever invented is now in zanesville ohio named raising canes thank you jesus and uh i'm gonna tell you right now maybe the best restaurant known to man is getting ready to open texas roadhouse what in the world it's like the blessings of god are coming on zanesville I, texas roadhouses man those rolls that's that's, you want to know what the children of Israel experienced when manna fell from heaven? Just go to Texas Roadhouse and eat the rolls and the butter. That's it. That was manna, all right? It's biblical. It's in there. You'll find it. Just search long enough. But Raising Cane's, we, we went to, Lauren and I went to Raising Cane's today and waited for 10 minutes and and uh, to get that glorious chicken. and uh, And I was reminded of a of a report um, I did in college I was asked to do a a report on a on a business just on a I was my, my degree is in business and and I was asked to do a report on a particular they, they said you could choose whatever business you want and and me being who I am and uh, the size that I am I, I picked a restaurant and um, and so that was supposed to be funny some of you are like that's not funny and I picked a restaurant, and and so I I, I started to research the history of raising kings. This is so weird. This is some of you are like, why is he talking about food right now? Just hang on. I'm gonna get to the point. Just stay with me here. I started researching about about this raising uh, about this restaurant, and how it got started, and and uh, how it happened, and and come to find out there was a there there was a guy that started this. Um, uh, this restaurant idea in a college class at LSU in Louisiana. He was asked to, in his business class, he was asked to uh, form. A, he was asked to develop a plan for a business, a business plan. You get where you you literally just make your plan for what your business is, what it's going to look like, what you're going to do. Get into the details. Of what your actual business is going to do, so he did that. He he said, "I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a restaurant that that serves chicken fingers and chicken fingers pretty much only chicken fingers, fries, toast. Amen. Gl- that glorious toast and uh, raisin cane sauce and coleslaw and man, I, I I could go back tonight. I'm gonna just tell you right now, I could go back tonight. So he presented this menu and presented this business plan to his professor, and his professor returned the, returned the business plan back to him with the lowest grade in the class, the lowest grade in the class. As a matter of fact, he failed that business plan report because the professor said, a business like that will never work. A business like that, a restaurant of that nature with such a limited menu, only serving chicken fingers, something like that of that nature would never work. You've got to have more variety. You've got to offer more things. You've got to, you've got to do different things if you want to be successful. And, and, and this young man received a failing grade on this idea of raising Cain's restaurant. But his belief in his plan led him not to just stop with a no from the professor, but then he started going to banks and started proposing what he wanted to do to them. And 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 they said no. They said, we don't want nothing to do with it. And he he, he finally realized that if this thing's going to take off, he's going he's to have to make it happen himself. He's going to have to raise the money himself. So he make a long story short here he he goes to alaska works in oil and and saves up enough money to start his first raising canes restaurant and when he opened that restaurant brother brown it's very interesting that the very first location of raising canes was right outside of the campus of lsu <laughs> right outside of the campus within you could see it right from the campus from the campus that the professor was on that gave him the failing grade and now raising canes has hundreds of rest- restaurants all across the nation that somebody said would never work and somebody said it would never happen it would never come to pass. It's too. It's too. It's not going to work for this reason. It's not going to happen for this reason. And I, I want to preach to you tonight because I feel, I feel uh, moved by the Lord tonight to to bring to you a man a word of of encouragement that that sometimes sometimes advancement clothes itself in work and clothes itself in adversity. Amen, I'm gonna say that again. Sometimes advancement clothes itself in adversity. When we don't feel like anything is moving forward, sometimes adversity is exactly what we need in order to move it forward. Amen, amen. Sometimes adversity is what propels us to go to the place, amen, where God has prepared for us. Amen, I don't know about you, but I have had some adversity in my life and I don't believe that God does it. I don't believe that God does bad things to his people. But I do believe that God uses the adversity that is in people's lives to bring out his purpose in them. And I can recall many times where the adversity in my life drew me to prayer. The adversity in my life drew me back to consistency in my devotion with God. The adversity in my life is what developed me, is what strengthened me, is what caused me, amen, to keep going and keep living for God. And so let me stop here tonight and tell somebody on this Saturday night at the Anchor Church, just because there is adversity, just because there is resistance in your life does not mean that God is absent. Doesn't The presence of adversity does not mean the absence of God, but rather God, amen, is using the adversity in your life to draw him closer to your destiny and your purpose in him. I've not come to preach to you some fluff message. I don't have point one, point two, point three. Pray and go home tonight. I don't have it. I've got a word from God for you tonight. You want to know what the adversity is? The adversity is meant to draw you to prayer. The adversity is meant to draw you. Clo- the, it's meant to draw you closer to Him. Don't say, God, where are you? You've forsaken me. You've walked away from me. No, 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 no. God has not left you, Job. Your family may have died. Your cattle may have died. Amen. Your house may have been burnt down, but God's got a plan to give you more than you ever had. God's got a plan to give you double. God's got a plan to bless your life. If you'll just have Hang on, Job. I've got a plan for you. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord right now if you believe what I'm saying. We've got a good thing going here in Babel. We're building a tower. We're building a city around the tower. We're of one language. We're of one speech. Everything is all right. Summer's not too hot. Winter's not too cold. I've got, I've got a house now. I don't, I don't have to sleep in no tent anymore and sleep out in the, out in the, out on the the land. I've, I've, I've built something here. I've, I, I'm, I'm happy here. I'm. I'm content here. Why? Why is God? Why? why is why are things amen messing with my happiness? Why it, it, why does it seem like what I have built and what I have amen settled in right here seems to be falling apart. Babel was good. It was nice. it was everything that they thought they needed. But the scripture says that the Lord came down. He saw the condition of the people and he began to confound their language. All of a sudden, I would you would be speaking English and all of a sudden, the person next to you starts speaking Spanish. Amen. All of a sudden, you look, you look, you look, you look to your left, and somebody's talking to you in Spanish. Uh, I'm not going to do it. I, never mind. <laughs> it's all of a sudden, you, uh, you, you, you looked at somebody that was a close friend of yours, and, and <laughs> nope, I'm not doing it tonight. <laughs> all of a sudden, man, they, they. You look at them and you can't understand them no more. Me encanta el burrito. Necesito agua ahora. I'm not sure what I just said, Pastor Millick. You're going to have to interpret something about water right now. All of a sudden you can't understand anything they're saying and, and you're wondering what's going on and people start separating and they start going... Going their certain ways, and everything that was good, everything that had been built, all of a sudden, was left behind because languages had been scattered, people had been scattered, and and people began to separate. Amen. But 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 you have to look beyond just. The story, I I know as a young man, I always questioned why would God do this? Why would God stop such a good thing? What's wrong with with building good cities and a place to live? And uh, You have to look beyond this story because just two chapters prior, Noah walks off of a boat after 40 days and 40 nights, amen, on his ark. He's got his his boys and their wives and his wife and he's got all these animals with him and, and everything had been wiped out. Everything in the world had been washed away. And when Noah and his family walked out of that boat, he offered a sacrifice to the Lord and the Lord spoke to him, Noah, I want you to go and inhabit the earth, the earth, Noah. My plan for you is for you to inhabit the earth, amen. Not for you to stay in one city and in one place and become comfortable and content where you are, Noah. My plan for you and those that come after you is for you to inhabit the whole earth The problem is is when their plan became something other than God's plan God had to step in and make sure that his plan could continue Your destiny God's purpose for your life has always been And will always be greater and more important to God than your comfort. God's, I'll say it again, God's plan for your life will always be more important than your comfort at your current state. I'm comfortable here. I'm content here. God's saying, "That's fine. I'm, I'm, that's 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 okay. You're you're comfortable here. Don't but 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 don't settle for here because I've got all of this prepared for you if you will just keep following me. You see, sometimes God has to use adversity, amen, to scatter us and to force us to go to the places God has called us to go. Amen, God will use, amen, adversity, amen, to get us to journey to places we have never been because what his plan was was for his people to inhabit the whole world not just become content where they currently were and i want to tell somebody in the holy ghost tonight that god has scattered us amen i'm not saying god brought this disease amen i actually believe man brought it you you can you can that that's another conversation but 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 god god is you using this disease amen to and has scattered the people of God God's people have been scattered my goodness there's less than 50 in this building tonight we're scattered <laughs> we are scattered And if we're not careful, we can look at where we are and say, God, why have you forsaken us? God, we were having good church before. Sunday nights were so powerful, and there was a great move of your spirit before. God, what is this? If we're not careful, we can misinterpret what is happening to say, oh God, we, we don't want this judgment. It's not the judgment of God. You hear me right now. God is scattering his church. God is scattering his body because there are untapped resources in your own life that you have yet, amen, to tap into. God has a plan for you that is greater, amen, than your comfort is greater than your God's plan for you amen is more important than where you are right now God can use God is using this to develop his people I'm convinced of it. God is using this to develop devotional, amen, devotion in, in some of our lives. He's using this to develop prayer in some of our lives. He's using this to develop consistency in our lives. You better not misinterpret this. God, amen, is on the move. God, amen, has a great plan for this end time. And if you become content with with where you are, amen, you will end up in bondage. You're going to uh, hear me tonight. You will end up in bondage if you decide to stay content with who you are and where you are and oh God, I'm just comfortable. You ever been there? Just comfortable. Spiritually comfortable. Uh You know, you pray, you get down to pray and now I lay me down to sleep. Pray the Lord my soul to keep. And oh, thank you, Jesus, for this food. Help us not to make us sick. And Jesus' name, amen. And you know, I don't, I don't know about you, but my kids every now and again will, will pray their prayers real fast so they can get them done. I believe Jesus will heal my today. Amen. <laughs> Winston prays those prayers so fast sometimes. I got to say, Winston, hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, I, I love you, Jesus. Amen. Check. You've been there? You read your Bible, and Jesus wept, and da 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 da. Oh, I got my chapter in. Check. Just content. You can't become comfortable in Babel. Because before too long, if you stay there long enough, Babel's going to turn into Babylon. Oh my. Babel's going to turn into Babylon. And what was once a place that provided for you and took care of you and, and sustained you and did all of these things, now is a place where Nebuchadnezzar's in front of you saying, if you don't bow, you're getting ready to die. Babel later became Babylon. And when we stay stagnant in the kingdom of God and we become content with what we have, where we are, what we've done, all the, all the great things we've built, look at this amazing tower, look at this amazing church, look at the amazing congregation. When we become content where we are, all of a sudden we become a prisoner of what we have done and what we have built. All of a sudden, we can't see the will of God. We can't see what God is doing. We can't see where God is calling us to go. We can't see what God is calling us to do. We can't. We don't have a desire to grow anymore. We don't have a desire to reach and love people anymore. We're just comfortable with where we are. You listen to me right now. Every church, every every denomination that has become comfortable is a denomination that has begun the process of dying every church that has become comfortable with where they are has become amen the church that now they don't have no young people they don't have no they don't have no life in the church they don't have no babies being born in the church because they got comfortable in babel and they never moved where the cloud was moving they never went where the fire was going they just stayed and became comfortable We cannot stay tonight where we are. There is a call of God in this building tonight. Amen, I hear the call, amen, that went forth to Abraham. Abraham, if you'll come, amen, if you'll separate yourself out of the place that you have always been, I've got a plan for you. I've got a plan for your family. I've got something for your future, Abraham, but you can't be content where you are, you've got to get up and you've got to go. And I'm gonna tell you tonight, in the Holy Ghost, now is not now is not time to settle where you are. God is on the move among us, Amen. God is on the move among the Anchor churches. I don't know. Tuesday night, Bobby Wade was in this room. In a minister's meeting, all of our ministers, all of our campuses come. Bobby Wade, Brother Wade is a prophet of God. Prophesied, prophesied to, to, to the ministers in this, in this building. He's a prophet of God. He said, I see 10 more cities getting ready to happen in the anchor church. He said, you better get ready, anchor church, for ten more churches. He said, you better get ready for ten more. And I'm going to tell you right now, this church is on the move. This church God is not done with. God is moving. God has a plan, amen, for this body of believers. We cannot become content. We cannot become satisfied. We cannot become comfortable. But we've got to prepare. We've got to pray. We've got to fast. We've got to get a hold of God. What is God doing among us? Where is God calling us to go? God's plan for you tonight is not to stay where you are. It's not to become content with what you have in God, but it's for you to get a desire down in you again, a desire for prayer, a desire to know his voice, a desire to witness, amen, to the lost world around you. We cannot hang our harps, amen. We cannot hang. Amen, God's plan Up on a tree and say it's over We've got to continue Hear me tonight We've got to continue In the will and in the plan of God We've got to continue We've got to continue We've got to continue Because if we stay where we are If you stay where you are where you stay becomes the place where you're bound. Won't you stand with me all over the building? I touched on it last week, but Elijah's brook dried up. Not because God wanted to kill him, but because God had somebody already lined up that would sustain him. The place where he was dried up because it wasn't the will of God for him to stay there anymore. I I don't know. I don't know if you're hearing what God is trying to say to us. Pastors preaching about empty nets and what you've got is not satisfying God is saying to this body right now that my cloud and my fire is moving we are you know wherever the children of Israel wherever that cloud went wherever that pillar of fire went is where they went They, when it stopped it stopped when it moved they moved God is saying to this church in the season of where we are right now i am moving don't 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 become comfortable with where you are because I'm going somewhere else you've got to hear it tonight When's the last time, when's the last time you've heard from God? When's the last time you've prayed long enough to push away all the thoughts and the busyness in your mind? When's the last time you've prayed long enough to hear from God? The Last time you've prayed long enough for hot tears to begin to roll down your cheeks again? When's the last time you prayed a prayer like, God, anything you want me to do, I'm going to do? any. God, whatever your will for my life and my family is, that's exactly what I want. When's the last time you said, Lord, not my will, but thy will? When's the last time you said, God, I'm not satisfied. I'm not content here. If you could do it for them, you could do it for me. If you could use them, where God is extending gifts he's extending talents and abilities and purpose people under the sound of my voice God's wanting to use in some of these different works that he's planned for us some people under the sound of my voice God wanting to do something with I, I'm not, I don't say that lightly God's wanting to use in a, in a capacity in a role in, in a church that's not here yet but it's, but it's coming He's got a role for you He's got a plan for you He's got a calling for you but, but can you hear it? Can you see What God is doing right now. I know Babel looks good. But God is trying to get us out. Because he has more for us. And he has more for you. He's got more for you. everybody that would, I want you to get out of your seat. You can come to the altar or you can stay close to where you are. I want to be socially distant, but I want everybody that would, I want you to get out of your seat right now. lepers in 2nd Kings chapter 7 they were gonna they, they didn't have any food there was a drought in the land everything was just depleted and, and above and beyond that they had leprosy and so they weren't even welcome in the place where there was a little bit even to eat or drink they made up their mind statement he said this phrase why sit we here until we die why should we just sit here and be content with where we are lockdowns quarantines and I'm not saying don't don't listen to those things. You, you get what I'm saying tonight. You become content in the place where you are. But I wish to God that the, that the spirit of those four lepers would get on us tonight. I don't want to just sit here where I am. I don't want to be content. With where I am. Because if I just stay here, I'm gonna die. I'm not gonna have anything. Stagnancy always produces death. You keep your body still long enough, it's gonna die. If you don't move, it's gonna your body, he developed you to move. He developed you to, everything that he created, he developed to move. Water stagnant produces fungus and produces death. Everything that is stagnant always eventually leads to death. And they made up their mind, why should we stay here? Because if we stay here, we're just going to die. They made up their mind to go to the enemy's camp. They made up their mind to go to the place of the enemy. And Scripture says in Second Kings chapter seven that when they got up and they began to approach the camp of the enemy, that the enemy heard horses and chariots by the thousands. They, God did not allow them just to hear four lepers coming. God, Amen. Allow Them to hear a whole army that was coming to take over their city, and before those lepers could get there, the whole place scattered and left. They left their food, they left their water, they left their clothing, they left their gold. They left their silver all because somebody decided to get up and to move beyond where they currently were. The word of the Lord to this church tonight is do not become content. Jesus said to the rich young ruler come and follow me. Come and follow me. I've got a plan for you. The rich young ruler didn't come because the Bible says he he had great possessions. The place where he was, the stuff that he had was enough to convince him to stay where he was. I think of all of the miracles that he missed out on just because he stayed home. I think of all the things that he missed just because he decided to stay where he was. Hear me tonight. The Lord is saying, are you willing to get up and follow me one more time? Are you willing to get up and follow me again? If you are Follow me, I'm going to provide. If you'll follow me, I'm going to make a way for you. Just get up and follow where I'm leading. Put your hands with me all over the building. I wish there'd be somebody in this room that says, God, I'm not satisfied anymore with where I am. My current habits, my current current location is not producing anything for me. It's not benefiting me anymore. It was providing, it was good, but now it's turned into bondage. Come on there needs to be repentance in this room for somebody forgive me for staying where you have called where you have not called me to stay in the spirit forgive me oh god for becoming content with where i am i'm going to pray again i'm going to get a hold of you again i'm going to fast again i'm going to devote myself to you again all over this room the Spirit of the Lord is moving on some of you right now the Lord is working on hearts right now I know what the Lord is doing in this building conviction is falling in your life again you haven't felt it in a long time but what you're feeling right now is conviction again God is convicting some things that you have allowed to settle in your world God's saying if you'll come where I am if you'll lay it down and follow me I've got a place prepared for you I surrender all to you